Hello, sexy nerds of Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerd, and my name is Diz, and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, your classic nerd. And I'm via comic book nerd. Yo, I'm gonna put a hex on you motherfuckers. You have to actually have some grounding for a hex. Why, man? If Ja Rule could do it, I could do it. Yeah, ja Rule's an idiot. I'm more relevant than that motherfucker is. I don't think I've heard a Jaw Rules song since I was in high school. I got a hundred guns and a hundred yeah. clips. I don't think he's released one since high school. Oh, was he the Band-Aid guy or was that Nelly? That was Nelly. Nelly. Nelly was Racist. The guy. They're not all the same. No, they're not. But they, <laughs> those two are. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not even at all close. <laughs> Nelly's from St. Louis. One's short and bald. That's Ja Rule. That's Ja Rule. From New York. I know. He's got a deep voice. But they came out roughly in the it's same time, right? Maybe, yeah, no, they came in the... Yeah. They were in that same era. Yeah, 99-2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah so roughly. our high school. Our, yeah, our, our high middle school. school, high school. Time. Middle school, high school. Yeah. Your, your boy Ja. All right. He performed the halftime show. What's the show. Ja stand for? I don't know. Ja Rule, like Yahweh Rule? Like, what is that? What, what? I'm assuming so, because Ja says so. Yeah. Right? That's how, yeah. If you, uh, if you go to, like, the Caribbean... Ja, so yeah, that's, what, that's what I assumed it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't fucking care for Ja Rule that much. The etymology of his name? Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit about it. I don't know why it's 50 Cent, 50 Cent. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I know why Eminem. I knew the 50 Cent thing for a while. There was a reason. Yeah, I think it's... I forgot it's, what it was. It's like, isn't it like a... It's, it's, it's named after like a, a, a oh, yeah, drug dealer or drug something. Dealer, yeah. Like there was yeah, like yeah. a... It was like a drug kingpin or mogul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had beef with Smurf. Smurf was another name of a drug dealer. That was associated with Ja Rule. Anyways, this is, this is, I'm going to my smack DVD knowledge back here from like 2005. But anyways, your boy Ja did a performance in Milwaukee. I saw this. I saw the edited version. Yeah, like, I didn't see the actual version. So the actual version is not as bad. He goes, oh, you already. And like, you know, like. He's the, not a, he doesn't have a pleasant voice. There's a little bit of the crowd that like, you know, yeah. like cheers. And then he's like, I said, are you ready? <laughs> and then like it, he's got maybe a little bit more, and he's like, I guess not. And then he just started performing, right? And um, the the Minnesota Timberwolves made fun of him about this because he posted a tweet after the the fire festival documentary saying, "I was, I too was hustled, scammed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray." So they took a picture of him like rapping, and they wrote, "We too were bamboozled, <laughs> hustled, scammed, and led astray." And he's like, "You just jinxed yourself." God, this way you're cursed now. You won't win a championship for the next thirty years. And Cat is leaving. Apologize and I'll lift the curse. Now, like, why are you reading that accent? Yeah. The I'm curious. Is, is what what, what led him to think that he can curse anybody? Well, I mean, the only curse he seems to suffer from is the curse that is his career. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Ali throwing that shade. It's ruthless. Well, because yeah. Little B the Bass God was cursing people. Okay, so I didn't know who Little B the Bass God was until our dear friend... Uh, You're just breaking things. Yeah, I don't know who Little B the Bass God is either. Those are my glasses, man. Little B, he's a Bass God. Thank so you, So I didn't know who this person was until one of our friends uh, tweeted about... She tweeted about uh, him. And I, I really need to stop clicking things is what I need to do. If my computer ever goes kapunked, it's because I've clicked something stupidly. Mm. Curiosity, right? So I clicked on it. It was just pictures of... It's just him tweeting half-naked photos of women who write, I love based God or I love yeah. BG hey. on the bottom. Now, it turns out that they weren't all just mindless cult followers. That he pays these women. It's from what I hear. I could yeah. be wrong because I, I looked it up. I was like, 
does he have a fan base? Because I don't know who the hell he was. Yeah. Apparently, he paints it. But this was a this was a surprise to me. Imagine just sitting there clicking, and all of a sudden, bam! Some lady's foot is in your face that says, "I love base god." Base god. And he's like, Look, I didn't sign up for this. All I know is, <laughs> but I'm, I know he curses people too. He doesn't curse me. I'm on his good side. He follows me on Twitter. He follows you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, little be the base god follows me on Twitter. Well, he has 1.6 million follow. He follows like 1.6 million people though. Yeah, so That's, I mean, he's but, part of those 1.6. I don't know. Neither you or I or yeah, I follow. Barack people. Obama follows me on Twitter too. Yeah, no one. Barack Obama doesn't follow you. Some person running his account. It's Follows the Barack it. Obama Twitter. It wasn't the POTUS one. It was actually Barack, Barack Obama. Obama yeah, but yeah. anyways, the Sacramento Kings then made fun of him, right? Yeah. So then he decided to curse them. Yeah. But then he cursed them. What saying, is this cursing thing? Is this this not a rap thing, is it? He's like, saying that they'll never win a championship. Rap, like, am I missing something? I, did, I thought rappers... Because you know there was a... They, they, they release diss tracks. They don't curse people. Yeah, you know, but they're is doing this some new, next level shit. Is this like a new level? Like, have they all decided to become brujos? Like, what is... Like, what did I miss? Okay, here's what from happened. From 2000 right? to now, that they've now... The, the new modus operandi for rappers is cursing each other. Well, sports have curses, right? Or sports people believe in curses. curses. There's the Billy, goat, the Billy Goat curse of the Chicago Gubs. Yeah, yeah. The guy who cursed them because they wouldn't let us go into the. the I'm not sure how many of these how many of these stories are actually true. Wrigley Field, bro, he put a curse on him. Right? I don't think um, there he was, sacrificed his goat. There was the did. there was the curse of the Bambino. The Bambino curse I've heard. Uh, the Boston Red Sox they traded uh, Babe Ruth and they yeah. got the cursed. And they didn't win a championship for like seventy years. That's not that's not being cursed. Um, there was that curse. That that's just like you trade away a good player and then you psych yourself out. For the next, Madam yeah, yeah, Zeroni cursed Stanley Yelnitz. <laughs> that was the thing. Isn't that from the movie Holes? Yes, it's a good curse. <laughs> I knew the second you said Madam, like, so that fuck is going to Holes. Madam Zeroni. I'm surprised them. that you said it was from the movie Holes, not the book. Yeah, from, the, the from book. The book. Yeah. I didn't even read Lewis Satcher. <laughs> I had like I read sections of it. I never I read that book. You I didn't read Holes when you were a kid. I didn't read the entire Holes. One of my favorite. Books I read. Now. Maybe three chapters of it. I was oh, a big okay. Lewis Satcher fan. Anyways, this idiot Ja Rule curses them, right? He puts a hex on them, but then he says that Carl Anthony Towns will leave your team during free agency. But he said the same thing to the Timberwolves, who actually have Carl Anthony Towns. The Kings don't have him. So the Kings respond to him with... Look, you shouldn't be making fun of Ja Rule. If anyone... Shut you up. should sympathize. Why? Because he's short? Well, yeah, the short thing is an obvious, but that was that's a low-hanging fruit. But So is he. If anyone's life has been cursed... No, I got a little bit of base guy. It's he, you. He has uncursed me. No, I don't think so. I'm one of the. You're one the of only person followers. I know who's allergic to nuts, mangoes. That's it. Kiwis. I'm not allergic to ranch. Kiwis. <laughs> yeah, ranch. That was a. Your false life hit. is miserable. Hey, my life is all right. You've got like the, you've got your testicles aren't working properly. They work just fine. Your colon has got like that one doesn't work right. So there's all sorts of things going on with you. Yeah. I think you hexed me. I wouldn't. I mean, but what? Hold on. Why would I hex? Why you? would I? Why would I? Who? Someone who has been cursed, uh, like be okay with Ja Rule cursing other people? No, you're, I'm not saying you should be okay with it. Why should I? Think but I should take it seriously. I don't sympathize. No, I don't take him seriously. It's Ja Rule. The motherfucker put out a uh, fire festival. <laughs> like really? Is he? But as a cursed victim, I am a cursed victim. He is not a cursee. No, he's the cursor. cursor. He's the cursor. He's cursor. I don't respect him don't as a cursor. Don't get lost in the conjugation. Yeah, what is going on here? Don't get lost in the conjugation. I don't respect him as a cursor. I because respect you real cursors. You suffered. Yeah, I'm a cursee. Cur- I've gotten cursed by you. No, I, I, <laughs> you put a plague on my house. <laughs> this really, that's really offensive. 
How, yeah. Offensive to whom? Plague victims. <laughs> Marcuccio? <laughs> Marcuccio? No, Ben. Oh, yeah, Marcuccio, the one who said, I put a plague on both your houses. Yeah, but neither, no one actually had the plague. Yeah. Saying I put a plague on your house is just a curse. It doesn't mean like you actually. That's what I'm saying. I said you put a plague on me. Didn't they? I didn't put a plague on you. If, I, if, I, if there was any curse that I would curse you with, it's erectile dysfunction. That's fucked up, man. Why would you do that? Because I think it'd be funny. What? No, why would that because be Because it's like you'd suffer and I would be amused by that. Mm, when you wouldn't be well, How would you be amused it? by it? I'd be amused because by it. Because he's the one who knew. I would know. How would you know? Because you'd be frustrated and constantly. He, yeah, and he'd also, he was the one that cursed you. Yeah. Of course he knows. How would you know your curse worked? Because you'd be frustrated. That doesn't make V's always frustrated. Did you curse him? I didn't curse V. No, I cursed myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The gods have cursed me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different. Literally, the, the day that I was born. Um, they rolled the dice and they're yeah. like, not this You one. know, speaking of erectile dysfunction, <laughs> roll, um, roll did you point. hear about that Jacob Wool guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Jacob Wool, for those who don't know, he's been, think, of, think of Dave Franco if he'd never been touched by a woman before, right? That's who Jacob Wool is, in my opinion. What? Dave Franco's a good-looking dude. Is this Jacob Wall a good-looking dude? No, no. This is a guy... You could look at him and you go, this guy didn't have friends in high school. Yeah. He has that He has that look to him. In my opinion... Doesn't. This guy does not look like fucking Dave Franco. He reminds me of Dave Franco if you've never been touched by a woman, all right? Never mind that, all right? Stop Dave Franco is relatively good-looking. Yeah, I mean, not, not that good-looking. But women seem to like it. Listen, stop all... looking up pictures of Dave Wolf for your spank bank, okay? We need to talk about what this motherfucker, all right? Oh, so this guy so... got banned from Twitter today, you know that? Yeah, uh, first of all, about time. Yeah, yeah. seriously. He's, took been, he's been asking for it for a while. This moron, right, has been putting out shit. He's been putting out Zionist conspiracy bullshit. Yesterday, you know? it was my favorite one, was that he, he for a while he's been hanging out with Laura Loomer, who's the other wackaloon from Twitter that got banned. Hmm. She's the one that uh, handcuffed herself in freezing weather. To get unbanned from Twitter? To the Twitter Yo, headquarters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they asked, should we arrest her? And Twitter's like, no, leave her out there. <laughs> <laughs> and so she just, like, it, like, it backfired miserably. She ended up being out there for a long period of time, and then she had to go pee, so she had to so she herself. asked herself to get uncuffed. <laughs> well, the cops left. The okay. cops left. She had to call cops back to come back and un. Yeah. Oh, she threw away the key? She threw away the key. Yeah. Stupid idiot. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Was she trying to live tweet the whole thing? She, well, no, she was banned no, from Twitter. Banned from Twitter. Her. She, she was protesting her ban. Did yeah. she did tri- like live Instagram it? Facebook well, live nobody it? Nobody paid attention to it. Like four people were there. <laughs> it was bad. It backfired and horribly. But anyways, they've been hanging out recently. Okay. Laura Loomer and Jacob Wall. This is like yeah. this is like uh, the real housewives of like... The mental, like the basement the, uh, dwelling, yeah, the, uh, the, the the real housewives of the alt right, yeah, the, the, uh, the real housewives, dejected of the, housewives of the yeah, alt right, the dejected housewives of the basement dwelling alt right. So she, uh, before you finish, yeah. they ended up putting up yesterday that they had. First of all, they claim that they have a team that protects them. They ended up, you know that that meme. Uh-huh. I'm having fun with all my friends, but they're just outside of the shot. Yeah, that's basically what they were doing. But yesterday they claimed that they were in Minnesota. And there was a lot of no-go zones that oh, the Muslims geez. had put yeah, in. He's... And it was because, uh, and they were afraid of those no-go zones because Ilhan Omar had put out a hit on that shit. <laughs> Wait, what? He's fucking <laughs> you know, like, like They claim that they're in Minnesota. And they claim that there are these no-go zones and they were afraid of these no-go zones and they had hired this team because Ilhan Omar, congressional representative Ilhan Omar, had put out a hit on them, and then like her <laughs> jackbooted thugs were like ready to kidnap them and shit. I wish the world could see my face right now. It's it's 
Like, he's kind of magical. I got. I, I am dumbfounded. He's kind yeah. of magical. I mean, he fabricated this evidence that about about um, Robert sp- Mueller. Robert Mueller, right? Like that ended up getting him under FBI investigation. Yeah, like he's done a lot of his fucked up stuff. And but like the reason, and despite all that, he was st- he was still on Twitter. Yeah, this is just a right? cesspool Twitter. Now, videos. what got him banned was that this he, is my favorite yeah, bit. He admitted to having multiple accounts, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, he admitted... So, like, in Washington Post, he kind of talked about... He kind of talked about... USA Today. USA, USA, excuse today. me. Yeah, USA. It's one of those rags. Anyway, so, like... Rags. <laughs> you know, he, he talked he, he talked about this shit, and he was talking about how he had an account called Women for Schultz. Like a he, Howard Schultz. He wanted to sway... <laughs> Demo- basically, the thing that people accuse Russia of, he uh-huh. wanted to do. He's like, he wanted to sway Democrats to vote for weaker candidates so that they would lose to Trump. <laughs> so he had like multiple counts, and one of them was women for tr- for, for, for Schultz. Schultz. So he admitted to making this stuff. He admitted this t- yeah. uh, to USA Today publicly. Yeah, and Twitter he, banned him for it. He made some, you know, he made some stupid thing about it being a social experiment or some fucking dumbass shit like that, right? You know, he initially he had denied it, and then, and then after that, after he realized that called out on it, he went, "All right, well, it was my account. The, I've only owned three accounts in my the life." The beauty of it is that, like. It wasn't all the people reporting him for years. It was the fact that he admitted it publicly. Like he got himself banned. That's what beautiful. The other thing about him is, and he does this quite. This he's this is a fraudster. And by eighteen, he was banned from financial markets from fraud. The whole Robert Mueller thing was he claimed that he, there was a uh, intelligence company that had discovered all this information called Surefire Intelligence. We talked about this before. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, so it turned out photo. that it was his photo. Oh, yeah. Just blacked out. That's right. <laughs> it's like, he, like, it's the shadow. Like, wait a minute. That's your photo. And then all the other executives were stock photos of actors, like minor actors. And people were like, wait a minute. This person's from this movie or in this commercial. It's like, he's on, he, he actually, and has the phone number. Was his cell number? Was his mom's cell phone number. What, a, what the fuck? So like this is the kid. This is like well, I remember this, this kid. This one of the things I love about this. Like I don't know if Twitter has made people like lack self awareness, yeah, or if it's just a symptom. But like he doesn't. He doesn't even see what he's doing. It's objectively absurd to anyone. It's almost performance art at this point. But here's the thing that I love. Right, I love these fucking like crazy right wingers who are on there like. You know, Twitter is doing this. It's it's wrong for them to do this. They're removing people for using their free speech and this and that. Like, first of all, you don't have free speech on Twitter, motherfucker. No, it's it's not the government. It's right? private company. It's private company. They want to fucking kick you off their platform. They can. Yeah. They have the right to refuse service to anyone. Right. Second off, your dumbass made multiple fake accounts. You broke the rules. Broke the rules. Yeah, you didn't, get, you didn't get banned for free speech. In yeah, fact, the exactly. fact that you've been on there for that many years spewing your bullshit proves that you had free speech. Yeah. <laughs> the funny I just thing, don't get it. The thing about the, the, the that always cracks me up is they go, oh, name one Democrat that's been banned. And it's true. Democrats aren't getting banned. Yeah. Because Democrats aren't doing shit like that. Yeah, we're not that dumb. It's not it's not it's not that I mean we are, but not that No, Democrats are dumb. Yeah. But in a different way. Yeah. It's not that Republicans are being banned because they're conservative. It's Republicans are being banned because they're doing horrendous shit, yeah. like doxing people, harassing people, saying racist crap. Like, like they don't understand that it's not a it's not a defense for them to say, oh look, only conservatives are getting. That's not a it's not an anti-conservative bias. That's a bias against 
assholes. Yeah, stop being stupid and you won't get you're banned. You're not an that. asshole. You're not going to get banned. Yeah. So he got arrested when he was 18 for fraud? He didn't get arrested. He, he got arrested. banned for... So what happened is he had set himself up as a faux hedge fund manager out of uh, his dad's basement. Yeah. He had a company and he'd invested like a certain level of money from people. Yeah. Turned out that it was all a fraud. So he, as a... Because he was 18 and young... They didn't arrest him and throw him into jail, but they banned him from the financial. He can never set up as he can't uh, be a stockbroker, okay. can't do any of that stuff anymore. I want to, I want to just say this uh, for the record. There is a young gentleman named Malachi Love Robinson who is currently in jail for impersonating a doctor. Yeah. What was he? He was a like young six... African-American gentleman. Well, how old was he? He was 18. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. He pretended to be. No, the, and he, and like, in that case, he got caught. And they kept doing and it. They did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just set up shop elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. And they keep finding, they keep found, finding him, and he just. I kind of, I did, I kind of admire the chutzpah of that guy. Like, Mal- yeah, Malachi Love Robinson has some balls on. And him, then right? he did an interview. Yeah, I know. He on, on a news station. He did an he interview. On a news station. He like took yeah, off like, his coat and he like you, he put. He's like, I'm not a PhD. And then they went into the sign and they pulled duct tape off the sign and said PhD or MD or something at the bottom. I love that guy. Listen. We're over here talking shit about this guy and whatever. Jacob right. Wall? No, 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 no. Malachi. Malachi, right? Both of these people are infinitely entertaining. No, right? okay, look. That I is true. Although Malachi Love Robinson, for all of his huckster bullshit, right? Much more endearing than Jacob Wall in my opinion. He was pretending to be a doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but the question is, like, I, always, I always wondered why he wanted to be a I don't know. Was bro. it because like he wanted to become a doctor, or was he like was there some nefarious purpose? If Malachi was white, they would have made a movie about him, had Leonardo DiCaprio playing him, and called it "Catch Me If You Can." I'm almost 100 percent sure that there is a story that's, that's where it's called, the, I know "Catch Me If You Can," yeah. but I mean, there's one where the guy pretends to be a doc. I know in "Catch Me," but there's literally a story of a guy who's like really smart, but he doesn't have his med degree. Isn't there one? Patch Adams. It's not no, Patch bro, Adams. you're thinking of Suits. It's a TV show where well, Suits to be does a that. Yeah, just, no, but in this one, like, he's a hero. Oh, is it the um, the one about the autistic guy? No, because he is a doctor. The autistic guy is a doctor. Is what, the good doctor? The yeah. good doctor is a doctor. doctor. Oh, I don't ever watch it. No, there's a movie. Someone someone find it for me. Because I'm almost sure, sure I've seen it where it's like, he doesn't actually have his degree. But it might be Patch Adams. No, Patch Adams had his degree. It did, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, because it's based on a true story. That's true. Although the actual Patch him. Adams didn't like that movie. No, because they, they, he did treat people. He just treated people also with happiness. It wasn't yeah. like he's like, I'm not going to give you any medicine. I'm gonna, we're going to blow bubbles. That, that's yeah, not yeah. how it worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear Robin Williams. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't <laughs> okay, the, they fucked that one up a little bit. But no, there is there is a story. Someone looked this up. Also, I think Neil Patrick Harris played Doogie Howser? No, not Doogie Howser. <laughs> I know Doogie Howser. That's the only doctor I know that Neil Patrick Someone Harris look played. this shit up. I could have sworn I've seen this movie. Which is a testament to the fact, if this movie doesn't exist, Mandela of effect. how fucking common these stories <laughs> are. That, that my mind literally went, I could have sworn I saw that movie. You know, I, to be fair, we've we've railed against doctors a lot, you know, because we feel, I feel like a lot of doctors themselves Suck. tend to act like they're doctors as well when actually they have no to be honest being with you, doctors are no offense to all the doctors that are listening <coughs> but they're just jumped up bone saws yeah. Yeah. Hmm. they are if you think about it when you go to a doctor what do they do a series of educated fucking guesses Mm. They have no clue what they're doing. Yeah. They put their fingers where they don't belong. They put their fingers where they don't belong. They ask you questions. They have no business asking you. Yeah. <laughs> what questions have they asked you? They asked me, you know, how my dating life is. What's business of yours? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you sexually active? Yeah. I wish they had asked that. How's your dating life? Oh, I was like, life? how's your dating how's life? How's your dating life? No. You have a girlfriend? What, what the fuck are you guys? What is this medically relevant? 
This yeah. is medically relevant. Yeah, they've asked me questions about they my sexuality. Me, they ask questions that are not medically relevant. Yeah. And they, they don't they don't know what they're doing. So okay, let's try this. If mm. it doesn't work, come back in two weeks. Mm. In the meantime, you've lost sight in your right eye. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, so that's what... Take this, this pill. Take this <laughs> pill. You'll gain it back in your you're, right, but you're, you're losing you're, your left. We don't know why you have a headache. Take this pill. It might make you better. It might not. Come back in two weeks. Your right eye is no longer working, mm. but the headache is gone. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's try this other thing. You've lost depth perception. <laughs> Isn't okay. that what they do to troubleshoot your problems at the at the Apple Genius Bar? It's, the Apple Genius Bar is basically what doctors do with human beings. It is literally. All right. It's. I've seen it's it. Literally, <laughs> what they do. It's the same. They thing. just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. I once had a doctor. I kid you not. I kid you not. I took my grandfather. He was sick of something. He gave him some medicine. And I asked him, I was like, so what was it? He goes, I have no idea. <laughs> that does not, I said, I said, sir, that does not inspire any confidence. <laughs> I have no idea. But here's this medicine. He said, look, because my, my grandfather did get better. Yeah. He was like, I have no idea. <laughs> Anyone out there, I shouldn't say the doctor's name, I'm going to get sued for libel or something. <laughs> yeah, don't say his name. But fuck him. But let's just say it's Dr. S and ends with Eck. Dr. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> it should be called Dr. Suck. Yeah, whatever. Piece of shit. We'll refer to him as Dr. Suck. Dr. About. Suck sucked really badly. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, they have no idea what they're talking about. They just they just make shit up. This is why we rail against them. Doctors and lawyers. Fuck both of those professions. <laughs> <laughs> what the lawyers do to you? Lawyers. Ambulance chasers. <laughs> the lot of them. <laughs> Only profession that's rooted in... Only profession that's genuinely rooted in making money off of people's misery. No, wait, Think about what lawyers do. Divorces. <laughs> crime. They're literally, their only job is to find misery and then make money off of it. I mean, there's you also, t- like, patent lawyers and shit, too, though. Same like, shit. <laughs> human misery. Do you ask, have you ever asked a question to a lawyer? What? Yeah? Yeah. What do they do? I'm going to have to charge you for that. But no, I've never it's been. A, yeah, I, every time you're like, oh, let's go out to dinner. I'm going to have to charge you for that. That was a consultation. What do you mean it's a fucking consultation? I've never mm. had any of my lawyer friends say that to me. If anything, my lawyer friends have given me free legal <laughs> advice all the time. Not good legal advice. They've given me good free they legal give you, advice. No, the free yeah. advice that they gave you was a trap. It's not a trap. For yeah, you to so follow like, oh, that. And once a- you do it, then you're like, man, I'm going to need to hire you. Yeah. Incidentally, yeah. that's also what doctors do. I'm telling you. <laughs> Two worst professions in modern Western <laughs> world. That's doctors up, and lawyers. You're gonna get sued by a bunch of doctors. Jumped up, jumped up bone saws and fucking ambulance chasers. <laughs> fucked up. That's man. the two professions. The funny thing is, like, I have a lot of friends that are doctors and lawyers. Yeah. They're listening to this going, well, thanks. Now we know what you think of our job. I don't think of you that way. The doctors, maybe. The lawyers, not so much. No, I think of lawyers that way. Nah, lawyers are I like lawyers. I don't like lawyers. I've worked with litigious lawyers. pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're just on one today. I am on one. You know what? It's been a long day. Lawyers and doctors have been on my mind for what about a while. Political scientists. Political scientists aren't degrees, <laughs> but at the very least, they're you know they're academics. Like I don't have anything personally against mm. them. It's just objectively true that it's not a econ real, majors. Not, econ majors are fucking witch doctors. <laughs> Political scientists isn't a real degree, but economists. I swear to God, AOC is an economist. I'm more. I'm more. Who is AOC? Yeah. Well. I don't know about that. Look, <laughs> I'm more accurate predicting the markets by squeezing goat testicles than these motherfuckers are. I've never heard of an economist actually be right about anything. Mm. <laughs> never in my life. That is true. They're really they're good the, at doing things retroactively. They're the fucking they? yeah. weathermen yeah. of the profession, of, of all the kind of academic <laughs> jobs you can get. Weathermen, weathermen are actually scientists. They're meteorologists. We- meteorologists are liars. They're not actual scientists. No one, <laughs> no one's predicting the weather. Dallas Rains is never 
never fucking told me the what. In fact, the way that I dress is whatever Dallas Rain says, I do the opposite of. It's going to be really windy today. I don't know for a fact it's going to be fucking well, hot. That's because your dad hated Dallas Rains. My so dad did just... have a weird, irrational <laughs> hatred of Dallas Rains and Dallas Rains alone. <laughs> dad has a weird tendency where he, like, he picks one person who he's never met in his life. It's usually a public figure. Hates and him. Hates him. Hates him. Hated. Who's the guy that did the, the powder? LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron. He hated LeBron James. He hated Kobe too. He hated Kobe. no reason. He's never. He's never met LeBron James. Yeah. Your dad's a hardcore Laker fan. Isn't My he? dad is a hardcore Laker. He's a fan. hardcore Laker fan who hated Kobe. He hated Kobe. And I said, "Well, who do you like?" He said, "Gasol is good. <laughs> I like Lamar." He just like he just picks people. He hates Faria Daria. Yeah. He hates him. No reason. Faria Daria is an Afghan singer. He Everyone like likes him. him. He just fucking hates him. He'll hate, he hates him. He hates him for... I know why he hates him. And that's not the actual reason. He says that. <laughs> yeah. But the reason is it's irrational. He does yeah. the same thing with Dallas Reigns. He fucking cannot stand Dallas Reigns. Every time Dallas Reigns comes on, my dad grumbles. He's like, really? Like, really? Like, hold, are you okay? Like, he's like, I so, don't like this guy. I hate this guy. He's a piece of shit. In my defense, I hate all meteorologists. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not just Dallas Reigns. Dallas Reigns could be a perfectly fine guy. Is it? Is it? Is the Alomi family like the uh, the blood feud against all meteorologists? No, just him. No, no, no just, just, just he hates Dallas Reigns. I just okay. don't like. I mean, there's a lot of apparently a lot of professions. I mean, you're I see what you're doing here. Turning you on everyone. Well, the reality is, it's, it's, it, is it is true that I do dislike many professions. I'm trying to turn everyone. I just against don't like them. a lot of things. I'm I'm very very that simple. Makes sense. Yeah. Very simple. I like bakers. I think bakers are wonderful people. They do magical things with their hands and they create delicious things for plumbers. Me to eat. That's true. Yes. Plumbers are noble profession. Who's going to fix toilets? I love plumbers. Plumbers are my... Yeah, you know what the problem is with today's society? We look down on blue-collar workers. I fucking love plumbers. Right? And Give me more plumbers and less lawyers. <laughs> Fuck lawyers. Okay. You don't need them. You don't need that many. Yeah, you don't need... Right. No, no. You don't need them. You don't need them. If you're going to go to... If, if we simplify the legal system... First of all, take all the fucking jargon out of it. Okay. Second of all, no one needs to write a fucking 30-page opinion for a ruling. Right? Simplify it. This is illegal. This is not. Then go up before the judge. That's it. Make it as simple as that. I want it to be like traffic court. Huh? All legal proceedings should be like traffic court. You just go in and see a judge. You go in and you see a judge. You state your fucking case. And you either win or you lose. That's it. That's true. Everything takes murder trial two hours. Oh. <laughs> nice and easy. Uh, let me tell you something. The legal system would be so much better if we did murder if we did murder trials like traffic court. Mm. That's not how it works, man. It'd be fantastic if we did it like Trevor. Bring in, bring in the next criminal. That's true. Oh, I could churn them out in a day. Bringing the next criminal applies implies guilt. Well, they're criminals. They've been arrested. They're not criminals. Bringing the next fucking suspect. Whatever. Fucking defendant. Politically correct. <laughs> Libtard over here. It implies guilt. Snowflake. Someone called me a criminal and implied that I did something. Well, if I was a judge, I'd be implying criminality from the start. Well, you would be a terrable judge and they'd kick you off the board. I mean, most judges are kind of like I mean, that. Prove anyway. your innocence. That's man. another job. That's not how it works. That's issue. I have issues with judge. I'm okay with some I'm judges. I'm okay with the judges. I'm okay with judges. I don't like lawyers. <laughs> Right? Judges are just lawyers that got promoted. No, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, some of them they work got elected, but most of them get elected. Yeah, promoted. Same I wouldn't want to. No, no lawyers. No, limit the lawyers. Only a handful of lawyers. Hmm. We'll say ten for the continental United States. Mm. Ten is all you need. Ten. Ten lawyers. They literally. That's that's only five states per lawyer. Yeah, it's easy. Ten. Hey, what, what five states get the lawyer? The blue states. No, five states per lawyer. You don't oh. want. You don't want. We'll give. We'll, you know. You don't want the red states to, have to deal with anything matters of the law. Let's be real. 
You're such a terrible. They haven't person. done a good job. No, you really yeah. want to? Tr- okay, you want to? You have ten lawyers. You're going to trust one of them to fucking Texas? Maybe Texas is becoming more purple. They're more progressive now. In Austin, I wouldn't fucking trust Texas with a lawyer. <laughs> Let the you know what? Let Texas handle its legal code the old-fashioned way. Let them shoot it out. Let them shoot it out. Advocating for the death of Texans. I'm not advocating for the death of Texans. I'm just saying that Darwin has a theory. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Darwin has a theory. I'm not advocating for Darwin's theory. Darwin's theory is a natural law. I can't advocate for natural law. Dude. I'm not advocating for Darwin no more than I am advocating for gravity. I'm just saying gravity <laughs> exists. Darwin's law exists. Mm, although it's really funny because they likely wouldn't acknowledge Darwin. <laughs> like, Perfect. It's like, right? in a really weird way. Doesn't yeah. it work out wonderfully? I'm that is true because they don't know it exists. I'm, and yet I'm, they're, I'm they're in promoted. the mood to simplify things. There's I, too many complicated things. I'll fix your problems. We're going to have us. You know how they had what? Ask Jeeves? No, what was the. Ask Jeeves was the, the website. Ask Alice. Ask. What was the dating column one called? What? Uh, Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Yeah. That's what it was. We're going to have Dear Ali. <laughs> Dear Ali. We're going to put complex professional questions in front of me. Sociological problems. I'm going to resolve it. Racism. Give me a week. The views. Give me a week. I'm going to resolve racism. In fact, I'll solve it right now. Forced interracial marriages. The words and views coming from Ali Alami do not reflect the views. Okay, maybe not forced, but tax breaks for interracial couples. <laughs> I realized I had said forced, and it yeah, sounded yeah, a little no, Nuremberg, yeah, no. anti-Nuremberg, right? Yeah. Let's do the opposite. We'll do tax breaks for interracial couples. Incentivize <coughs> fucking across color lines. Within that. a generation, everyone is cappuccino colored. Racism ends. Generation, give me a generation. I'll do if only it. it was that simple, Lee. But what, what if like an? What about financial issues? Yeah, what if a financial way? issues? Yeah, Easy. like Easy. class system. Um, I can solve the class system in a day. Kill Jeff Bezos and take his money. Hmm. That's it. He's got thirty-seven billion dollars. Hmm. We could end end homelessness. If we end homelessness, do you know how much money is left? If I ended homelessness in this country right now with Jeff Bezos's money and gave ten thousand dollars to every single person in the country. That was homeless to give him a little jump start. Do you know how much money I'd still have left over? Twenty billion dollars. Thirty-one billion dollars. Wait, what? Thirty-seven billion dollars. I could solve it in six billion dollars. That's how much money a billion dollars is. I could end world hunger and still have nine billion dollars left over. I mean, by end world hunger, I don't mean like I've given everyone a steak. I mean like end food scarcity. Like you know where your next meals are coming from. I could end it and still have nine billion dollars. You guys think it's complicated? Eat the rich. It's very simple. Eliminate Jeff Bezos of the world, take their money, and then spend it. But you are the rich, too. I'm not part of the rich. Yeah, you are. You're part of the top 3%. I'm redistributing the wealth to my people. <laughs> part of the top 3%. I'm not part of the top 3%. That's really, that's really offensive. Yeah, I was offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's facts. I'm telling the truth here. You make more than both of us combined. <laughs> Times four. Okay, come on. This is just, now you're just being ridiculous. I'm just saying. I'm not no, I don't make any money, so that doesn't help. That doesn't help the cause at all. No, exactly. Help. So you make four times I'm more than yeah. Four times zero is zero. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Your multiplication sucks. No. Damn it. I, if only I had a friend who was a math PhD <laughs> teach me this shit. What about those? Are mathematicians allowed in your society? Yeah, absolutely. They're fucking academics. Uh-huh. Who else would, is going to answer the kind of big problems of the world except for mathematicians? I'm okay with the mathematicians. It's doctors I have a problem with and <laughs> lawyers I have a problem with. Why do you Meteorologists keep... for some reason. Meteorologists because they're lying to you. 
political science because it's not a major. And I, again, I have nothing wrong with political scientists. Political scientists are fine people. They just have a made-up major. It's okay. People major in underwater basket weaving, let them do their thing, right? Econ I would eliminate. Eliminate econ. That's bullshit. That's Study the economy. They don't... What about you could get rid of business. Oh, yeah, business. There's not a degree. But econ. Econ, you wouldn't say. Yeah, you don't need a degree in econ. I don't know, man. No one's ever done anything with a degree in econ. I gotta stop you because like, if we continue, you're just gonna fucking eliminate all of, like, life. Yeah. Yeah. I've, if, I've always been more favorable to dark side yeah. than Thanos. The anti-life equation. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Yeah, send it. You're a scary person. Hmm. I don't know how you were the one that derailed this podcast this week. It's been a long day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's okay. It happens. I do it all the time. You shouldn't have asked the question. The question opened up floodgates. I didn't ask anything. V brought up a fucking fake doctor, and all of a sudden, your mind went to, I hate doctors and lawyers. <laughs> I think that was that what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, we started at that point. I, this didn't help. He kind of, uh, you know, he well, kind of fanned the flames okay. here. Well, because I talked the about... Agitator. I talked yeah. about the movie Catch Me If You Can. I said if he was white, they would make a movie about it. It's true. White people get away with shit, right? That's the problem in today's society. That's, that's <laughs> that, that, that one thing. Well, it's one of the biggest problems in today's society. White people, get away, white people get away with a lot of shit. So, white people decided the best movie of the year this year... Oh, yeah. ...was yeah. The Green Book. Yeah. Which, in of itself, is not, it was not a bad movie. It wasn't bad. It wasn't okay. a good movie. Okay. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie because... It wasn't best picture. No. It's, look... We could all agree. Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. Did Is that how you say? It? I thought it was Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. Mahershala. He was wearing a he was wearing a, a Jinnah Ali hat, Muhammadi oh. hat. Nice. He's the first Muslim to win two Oscars. Oh, he's Muslim. Yeah, I don't know. He's Muslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Muslim. He's the first Muslim to win two Oscars. Which is a little messed up because. Uh... There was what is the the son of the son of the uh, of the guy that the or the movie is based on. Not Mr. Shirley, but the other gentleman, the Viggo Mortensen's character. Oh, Tony Lip. He wrote something about seeing Muslims during 9 11 in New Jersey celebrating years ago. He got called to task on that shit. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frank Valenlonga, Valenlonga or whatever, his son, Nick Valenlonga. He was one of the screenwriters for it. Anyways, if you haven't seen The Green Book, which most of us haven't, right? Um, it's about Dr. Don Shirley. Right, mm-hmm. who was a, a black pianist and musician and artist. A black what? Black what? Pianist. <laughs> That's the proper term, right? You're pianist. a 12-year-old. Yeah. I'd say that as I was geeklicked. <laughs> <laughs> I said it properly. You Honestly, no. The, the way that you, you pronounced it, it sounded it just sounded weird the what? first time. Pianist. You don't, you're yeah, not a very good enunciator. Yeah, you didn't... You didn't you, I see. You, I didn't I hear the, the T. Yeah. You said penis the first time. I said yeah. pianist. You said penis. I didn't say penis. No, I said pianist. What are you saying now? Pianist. Okay. The T. Okay. Anyways. All right. Say it again. Pianist. <laughs> so the story of a... You really are tired. <laughs> it was also a gay man. I have to uh, preface it with that too because that's part of the story. Because you're not prefacing it. You're adding it on. Prefacing it means that like you have to... Like it's an, exclu- <laughs> like it's an exclusionary clause. I don't know what... It was, was a good movie, but I got to preface it. He was a gay man. Like what do you mean? That, <laughs> that's not like, like, the, way you, the way you yes, said it was I have wrong. to include that. You I mean for- you have to add I, that I on. Forgot to, I, f- I forgot to okay. say that. Yeah. Don't preface it's anything. Part of, it's part of the story. Keep your prefaces <laughs> out of this. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Stick to the pianist. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm over here trying to be professional while you're over here making penis jokes and talking about how you hate 
doctors and lawyers. I would never make penis jokes. Oh, you just laughed at one, <laughs> thinking <laughs> like a child. That wasn't a joke. That was a mispronunciation. I didn't mispronounce anything. Or maybe I just find the profession of a pianist <laughs> funny profession. <laughs> no, God damn it! <laughs> Derailing us again. Anyways, all right. The movie is about how he hired this bodyguard yep. named Tony Lip, Frank Vallenlanga, right? Yep. To be his chauffeur and bodyguard as he drove through the South. Yeah. One of his friends gave him this book called the um, the Green Book. Or yeah. what is it? No, it's the um, what the fuck is the actual name of the book? It is called the Negro Mortarist Green Book, yeah. right? It's basically the black AAA. So it tells you which restaurants are like black friendly, which doctors are like black friendly. So if you're yeah. in the South, where yeah. you should go, right? Very dangerous. It's like a travel guide for you, yeah. right? Um, and while on this drive, you get to see that like Tony Lip and Don Shirley are building this friendship and they're learning about each other. Don you know? Shirley is helping to kind of open the eyes so Frank Lip, of yeah. this guy who's got his own kind of racial prejudices and he doesn't see himself as racist. But yeah. He's got clearly, you know, some, some stereotypes that he believes in. It's in many ways a kind of radical reversal of driving Miss Daisy, driving Miss Daisy, yeah. right? Which is the exact opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Black driver, female, uh, white, older female passenger yeah right? now it's very yeah. like on the nose like hey look this is a black man and a white man and they could get along yeah, if very. they come together and just they just and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they just hear each other out the problem the problem with green book winning is a couple things first of all the critics of green book are pretty solidly arguing that it, it's it's very much builds on a lot of stereotypes mm-hmm. right like driving uh, miss daisy there's this kind of notion of the magical Negro, right? Yeah. This kind of mystical character who's got not necessarily magical powers, but sometimes they literally have magical powers, but have a sort of mystical effect, mm-hmm. right? In the same way that we often talk about Orientalism in the lens of you go to the Orient to become wise, right? Mm-hmm. The old wise man. Yeah, like the Iron Fist. The old wise man. That's an Orientalist trope. The magical Negro is the same way. Like there's a, a wise, older black person, right? It's the name of it. But it's also there's a component of white savior complex, right? So mm-hmm. in the sense of driving Miss Daisy, you have the magical Negro who saves Daisy in a certain extent, right? Yeah. It, or or, or he's, he demonstrates a, like an, a Herculean level of patience. Mm-hmm. In the face of like overt racism and whatnot. On the other end, in the Green Book, it centers the story of who, not Don Shirley, who the like it's right. supposed to be about. Instead, the redemption of the driver. Yeah. So what it ends up being is a story that centers whiteness first and foremost, the redeeming of the white character. Now, this at the end of the day is what critics called redemption fantasy. Yeah, and those are the type of movies that end up winning a lot in the Oscars or end mm-hmm. up becoming very popular. Yeah. Quite famously, Crash yeah. is along those lines. Crash is, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's not a good but movie. A movie to win against Brokeback Mountain, Mountain, all yeah. these other kind of movies, and and one whose message is like this one, really on the nose, mm-hmm. right? Racist guy sexually assaults woman of color, but then he saves her life. Yeah, well, that was one of the stories, right? One, just that's one story, right? Yeah, he saves her life because at the end of the day, he's not really racist. Yeah, he's just having a hard time with his dad and the medical condition and the system, right? It's very this. His redemption is 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 done at the benefit 
of the female woman of the woman of color. Yeah. She has no agency. She has no other purpose other than to serve both as the foil to demonstrate the evilness of this guy and his redemption. Oh, and then the that's non, it. The non-racist white cop accidentally becomes racist and shoots a black. Right. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. Thank you. This is the reality of it, right? So this these stories, they're self-congratulatory. They pat yourself on the back. They're the redemption fantasies. Oh look. We can be redeemed. It's pretty it's think about think about how fucked up this is though. It's all like um somehow uh you know it, it, in this in the world in the world of media, you can be rewarded for not being racist anymore yeah. when you shouldn't have been racist in the yeah. first place. The, like the the argument isn't that racism is bad, is that look how heroic these people are by becoming not racist. There's nothing heroic about it. Yeah, it's it's like it's uh what is it like uh, you want acknowledgement for shit you should be doing. Yeah. Well, right? Like <laughs> Gran Torino. Yeah. The entire story of Gran Torino is this, right? Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood is an old racist piece of shit who ends up sacrificing himself, spoiler alert, to save the Hmong family. Yeah. Right? But the story doesn't ever center the Hmong. No. They don't have any development. There's no character development to them. There's no agency to them. They're just there for the purpose of Clint Eastwood's character. The damn movie's named after a car. It's their (laughs) literal props. They're props. And it's the same case here. No one is doubting Lamar Ali's his portrayal was amazing. Yeah. People talked about his friends of, of, of Don, Don Shirley. Shirley. It's like we saw Don Shirley for a moment. He was back with us. Yeah. He's well worth winning. But the story doesn't center him. The story no. centers the driver. Well, look, he won Best Supporting yeah. Actor. Well, I mean, when you went out, when the Green Book won, all everyone who went on stage was what? Like all white, white yeah. old, I mean, you saw them with their Oscars. Old white guys, right? Yeah. Like, Peter Farrelly. Yeah. And, none all of the, guys, and none yeah. of them were t- thanks. Don Shirley. No. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't even acknowledge the, the book, book either. No, the Victor didn't. Hughes book or whatever. Yeah, like it was um it's just horrible when you think about it because it's like as much as the Oscars want to talk about how they've changed and you know, a lot of talk a lot of people talked about how this was a lot of the winners this time around, you know, weren't mm-hmm. white men. Yeah, right? you had right? Mahershala Ali win yeah, Regina, Regina King, 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 you know, like and then you know Black Rami Panther one of yeah, okay. but uh, there's actually I read I think I read <laughs> the Atlantic today or something they they talked about how it was like a lot of the times the Oscars what they'll do is they'll award like minor you know um, movies and projects that are done by minorities when uh, when they innovate right so like when they have like uh, shooting camera styles costume design stuff like that uh-huh. but they're much less they're much less um, they're much less into rewarding them for narrative quality mm. right where it's just like they uh, so for them it's almost like a feeling of quotas like we have no you know what we're gonna we're gonna let these people win mm-hmm. right but in terms of the storyline whatever whatever judging panel uses it they just don't identify see i don't know i agree that yeah there is a certain like reward the innov- innovation component of it like black mm-hmm. panther being a really yeah. good example but i think it's they reward certain narratives yeah because I don't, there isn't a lack of awareness of the narratives. Yeah, the stories win, but which stories win? Right, Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve won. Years. So there's certain types right. of narrative. Did Precious win stuff? Then there's always yeah. The stories are always either self-congratulatory, redemptive, or slave narrative. Yeah. yeah, those are the kind of three stories that exist. What doesn't exist is complexity and nuance, and or or when it is there, it doesn't win. An example of this being, Out of Africa winning over the color purple. Uh-huh. Out of Africa was Robert Redford and whatever fucking face his name was, literally going through Africa, and all the black people were fucking props, uh-huh. just props there. Yeah, color purple. It's considered like right. Yeah, Who wins? Out of Africa. 
Yeah. Right. That's an example of like which, and then twelve years as a slave, though. Right. Look at the suffering, the heroics. That. Yeah. That we're gonna reward. You're not gonna reward, however, uh, stories that introduce nuance or complicate or center the black experience. Yeah. Or even or make the black person an actual like hero or something like yeah, that. Right? The, the sort of main characters have to be. Filling certain tropes, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, right. the, the, the term Oscar bait yeah. is they, they is have reason, to have certain right? tropes. Even, even yeah. Sidney Portier, uh, be not being nominated, right? Even though he, he has this kind of historic, he also plays this character of the magical Negro in his movie, mm-hmm. uh, where dealing with the racist cops, yeah. right? And it ends up he doesn't even get nominated. The other guy who gets redeemed, the white dude that gets redeemed, wins the Oscar for best supporting actor. Right. Yeah. So there's certain narratives that emerge, and in that, in that way, this is why Black Panther was so revolutionary. Right. Red, Black Panther is not the best story in the world. No. It's not the best movie in the world. But why did so many people walk away feeling empowered? Because for the first time, representation, it did, not just representation, right? Because you have other forms of representation, but because centers black experience right it mm-hmm. reimagines black experience and i talked about this when we talked about our black panther episode that that white americans have a very different relationship with history than minorities immigrants people of color do the yeah, white yeah. people have a relationship with history that is self-validating well, no, here's right the- it's history is about look at us as a people where we have come what we have done sure we had slavery but we freed the slaves Sure, yeah, we had, yeah. uh, you know, be, women couldn't vote, but we gave them the right to vote. So there's always a sort of a self-congratulatory, self-adulation, and you see it in the movies. So Black yeah. Panther but, is revolutionary in the sense that it reimagines that history, what happens if colonialism didn't happen in Africa specifically, yeah. and Wakanda, that's Afrofuturism, right? Yeah. So it's a different kind of narrative component, but that kind of narrative would never get recognized, or right at yeah. this point in time, giving the trend wouldn't get recognized that is true i mean it took i mean black panther already uh, the superhero movies in themselves already don't get yeah. much you know and but i understand mean, why right but then the superhero movie that centers blackness yeah hell no but right? uh black panther what i loved about black panther i was watching uh i was watching a uh, chadwick boseman yeah. talk to people or like you know surprise people and one of the quotes that i loved about this was there were people were talking to like a poster of black panther uh-huh. and chadwick boseman would surprise them yeah but one of these girls came out and she the quote was so amazing she goes you know we i i I appreciate the movie showing that it's not the anger that makes our black people strong. It's our strength that makes us strong, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of those things where you don't quite see it in a lot of the media now yeah. or, or a lot of the a lot of the stuff that gets nominated now. And then with Black Panther, you I mean, I feel like you really did see it in yeah. that sense, right? And it's it just not it just wasn't comfortable. And I think this is where yeah. we push back on representation. You can have great representation, but if the mm-hmm. stories that are being told don't center blackness, then that raises questions, right? What purpose does a representation serve if the narrative isn't also centering blackness? Well, here's the or thing. people of color or women or whatnot. Here's the thing about white America, right? We think if we don't acknowledge something awful, it's because it didn't happen, right? We don't want to acknowledge slavery very much. Right, we pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. We're fucking right. They're writing it out of textbooks at this point, right? Like, they're they're calling it in servitude now in in history books in Texas. Well, they tried. They, well, they tried, but like, because they're trying to erase that it happened, right? And it's it's stupid because you feel like like speaking to like black friends and stuff. They've told me like they've they always feel like they have to justify their blackness mm-hmm. for white people in America, right? They have to change their names right mm-hmm. if you have a resume for someone named 
Deshaun and someone named um, Dustin, right? Identical resumes. Who's gonna get like who's who's gonna get the hits and who's not, right? No one's gonna go after Deshaun. They're gonna go after Dustin, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way people talk on the phone. I had black coworkers who have to change the way they talk on the phone so people respect them more, right? Mm-hmm. They they have to change the way like their hair looks. They have to change their style. They have to change their names. Like they they have to change so much to fit white America. Yeah. Adam Serwer from Twitter, who's a writer for the Atlantic, in my opinion, wrote the best Trump post, like why Trump got elected. He wrote probably the best one. One, he did one that talks about the Southern set strategy in connection mm-hmm. to Trump. Really well done. But then he also talks about the, the ideology of Trump, which is like cruelty is the point. So yeah. highly recommend you know, one of the few Atlantic writers that are, that are really good. He wrote, Green Book is a perfect best picture for a country in denial about where it is, how it got here, and what is necessary to change course. Uh, right? That's actually that's a really, that's good, a really point. good point. So yeah. in some ways, oh, the move, the narratives, narratives and stories that are told don't recognize what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They recognize a more uh, post-racial moment, right? It's why the Obama election made us all feel so good. Oh, racism is over. You, because we, as a white country, elected our first black president. Yeah, that's right? true. But yeah, you yeah. also elected Trump right after. Have you seen the tweets about the, the Green Book? Mm. Yeah, like, the tweets are funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Green Book asked to touch your hair. Yeah, the Green Book asked to touch your hair. The Green Book voted for Obama twice and would have voted a third time if they could. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is a very, you know, th- there's something about the Green Book, I think, and the narrative that it tells it that really reveals where we are culturally in terms of, of understanding stories, understanding representation. The Oscars, in that way, is not you know, some backwards institute or flawed institute. It is a perfect representation of where America is. Yeah, yeah. Because the Oscars are going to pick those movies that resonate with Americans, right? And they're they're asking the question, the, I mean, but that raises the question of which Americans. Right? Yeah, yeah. The audience is still predominantly white, right? Yeah. And so for a white audience, something like Green Book is fine. It's a great story. A story like Crash is fantastic, you know? Driving Miss Daisy, it's great. These are stories that are so even even 12 years as a slave, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good story to tell because it's, look how horrible it was. But look. Yeah, we made it better. We made it better. Yeah. Look. Well, that, that, that's a, the, uh, I, guess, I guess in context, you kind of think about it, you're going, well, how does how does a movie about the black experience make white people feel, and that's how we're going to judge whether or not it's worthy of? Yes. Of, the question the is: like, like, Would a movie like um, about Malcolm X win mm-hmm. Best Picture? No. Even though yeah. it, it was a great, yeah, Malcolm X was well. a great picture. Yeah, right? yeah. It was could shot it, well. Could it, could it possibly? Win? No, right? Yeah. And that that should tell you everything you need to know. You could have as many movies with black characters and black stories n- nominated. You could have the representational component of it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not telling stories that center the experience, then you haven't actually changed much, yeah. have you? It's yeah. more lip service and, than it is anything else. And we're not salty Black Panther fans who are like upset that Black Panther didn't I don't think Black okay. Panther should have won. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was the right movie. I mean, Black Panther was revolutionary in that it was the first that did what it did. Yeah. But it's not the best movie out there. I mean, part of Black Panther's message is actually de- horribly flawed. Mm-hmm. The CA is the good guy, yeah. mm-hmm. right? In an era in which we've literally overthrown democratically elected leaders, it's not the right message. But look, it's a very, it's an American message, yeah, right? Very much the so. CA is going to help the monarchy to maintain power in this country. <laughs> it's not a good. Yeah. It's not a good. We're talking about fantasy I mean, world. The, yeah. the reality is that the CA was even literally tweeting out about Black Panther 
last uh, during the Oscars. Did you guys see that? No. Mm-hmm. The CIA was talking about how you know vibranium is found in Wakanda. Well, this technology is kind of similar to it. What about these cloaks? There's go go look at the CIA tweets. Literally ten tweets about Black Panther. That's scary. The person That's very alarming. Yeah. The person I I resonate the most with is Spike Lee. Spike Lee is funny. Spike Lee, I resonate with because here's the thing. All right. Though he is problematic himself. Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah. He should have won for Do the Right Thing back in like 1990 or 91 when he lost that I can't one. believe he right. lost. Yeah. Right. He's and been bitter about that for Driving ages. Miss Daisy? Yeah, he lost to yeah. Driving Miss Daisy. Now he, loses, now he loses the Green Book. He said anytime... Somebody's a, driving somewhere. I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. um, but I... Of the best picture movies, I've seen Black Klansman and um, Black Panther. Yeah. I'm planning on watching Bohemian Rhapsody like within the next few People days. People said Bohemian Rhapsody is actually shit. Yeah, it's a lot of people didn't like really polarizing. Yeah, people yeah. say it's fun, like uh-huh. it's a fun movie. Yeah. They say like in terms of like the represent, like Freddie, the, the representation they did really of badly was because horrible. they whitewashed the fact that he's he's first of all he's an immigrant child, mm-hmm. two, that he was bisexual, yeah. three, AIDS. There's a one of my colleagues is an AIDS scholar. Mm-hmm. She talks. She's like, this is really bad. This is bad. gone backwards in terms of representation of AIDS. Also, people make fun of its its weird cutting. It did its editing apparently is really funky. I don't know. I also want to watch Roma. It's on Netflix. Roma, I was surprised didn't win. Yeah. I thought Roma was gonna. Win. I yeah. I heard the favorites were Roma and Black Klansman. Right. Black. I haven't seen Black Klansman, but I mean, I, I'd be open to it. I really enjoyed it. Right. I it was one. Of, it was one of my favorite movies of last year. I said that right. when we did our year end show. But Spike, Spike Lee's response yeah. was good though. Yeah, he got angry. He got angry. He tried to leave. He tried to leave. They wouldn't let him. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they he got up and he moved. <laughs> he wouldn't let him. He tried to leave. He tried to walk out. They wouldn't let him out the doors. And then like they asked him about it, and he just goes, "Next question." And then, um, and then he said the refs blew a call on that yeah. one. Yeah, and he talked about why he was he was six champagnes in. Yeah, for for that same reason. I'd be I'd be if if I made a movie like Black. Klansman. And I lost the Green Book. And I lost to Green Book. I'd be pissed. I'd be angry yeah. too. Especially after the driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, yeah. I'd be angry yeah. too. I'd be very, I, you know, Black Klansman I really enjoyed. He did win an Oscar for something else, didn't he? He won a Best Adaptive Screenplay, I believe. That's what he won. Yeah, yeah. and then he he, uh, he did a whole Trump thing. Yeah. And then Trump got mad at him. Well, he actually didn't even mention Trump. No, he didn't. He yeah. talked about racism yeah. and Trump got angry. I mean, that yeah. should tell you everything you need to know. If you don't mention if you don't mention his name but just talk about racism and it pisses him off. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, I mean, he did put him at the end of the movie. Whatever. But, like, um, that was, uh, the, whole, the the thing is interesting is actually, so, the funny thing you brought up Driving Miss Daisy, because uh, Morgan Freeman actually talked about it a big how mistake. He, he was, yeah, yeah, it was a mistake for him to take that role, because, like, I got typecast as that wise old black man. Yeah. Well, and then you look at the Shawshank Redemption, yeah, like, yeah. literally. Well, yeah. well, Morgan yeah. Freeman, if I'm not mistaken, I think the two characters that are often put forth as like these are the representations in in literature and film of the quote-unquote magical negro are Sidney portier and morgan freeman Freeman. well morgan freeman started his career playing a pimp yeah he did but yeah now he's god when you know for morgan freeman it's what he's kind of mystical wise right charming but always kind of restrained and calm he plays that character and everything yeah i watched him in redemption now you see me bruce yeah bruce oh now you see me (laughs) he's always plays that character even in red yeah. Right? It's a comic book movie, but he plays that same kind of wise old man character. Yeah, and this is, you know, obviously this isn't the first movie. I mean, you look at movies like The Blind Side with um, 
Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, right? I mean, that you want to talk about Magical Negro? Yeah. She won Best Actress. I don't think that. That's one not won. Magical Negro, right? It's that, not Magical Negro. That's White Saviors. White Saviors. White Saviors. That's the I other stereotype. I get the two mixed up a lot of times. Well, right? like, they're like, often intermingled yeah. with one, but that's White Savior, and that's another example of like yeah. everyone loves that movie, and except the guy. The guy is yeah. like, it's not actually like that. Michael they didn't Orr teach hated me. it. They're like, he didn't. He loves his family. Don't get me wrong. His adopted family. But he's like, they didn't teach me fucking football. I knew how to play football. I was yeah. a great football player. Yeah. They just helped me out in this moment of, like where I had difficulty. And right? they uh, they also met, you know, you, the, the help with Emma Stone. And help Octavia, is a big one. Yeah, yeah, like Octavia Spencer. I think it was, yeah. Like, yeah, it was like, you know, she won for Best Supporting Actress in that. But, I mean, you want to talk about. Yeah, but the story is not about them. Yeah. It's about it's about this white journalist, exactly. right? And um, what's interesting is that, that when we talk about the Green Book, they even talk about how um, people like the Green Book. Like, because you know, in the movie, they're going to all these like dingy ass places and dangerous. But like in the movie, they're like the Green Book would have told you where the nicer. And like Don Shirley comes from an affluent family, right? Yeah. He's a, he's very accomplished. You know, it's like they they went they they didn't really show. He called our he called Robert Kennedy to get him out of jail. Yeah, like they didn't really like they they really relied on on kind of this. Uh, I guess kind of the the downtrodden quality of, of you know, segregation. They, they, in they, what order they to like, often yeah. do is they emphasize struggle, so they don't recognize. Movies never do a good job of looking at the intersectional yeah. components of oppression or the intersectional components of experience, and instead they flatten those to over dramatize something. Yeah. Right. So suddenly it's just racial. Right. They don't look at the kind of class component that plays a factor in. His story, and it does play a, a serious factor in it. Sexuality, gender, there's these mm-hmm. things that are there that movies, I think, don't do a good job because we like simple narratives. Yeah, we like true. simple stories when they're too complicated. We don't, and in particular, when it comes to race, right? Yeah, it's why when you talk about things like the civil rights movement, right? Who's missing in the civil rights movement? Malcolm, huh? Malcolm, not just Malcolm, James next. Baldwin, James Baldwin, but who else? Mm-hmm. But think of what James Baldwin represents and, uh, and other individuals in civil rights. The civil rights movement involved black women. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right? The yeah. people on the margins. Civil rights is shown as a sort of one guy, Martin Luther King, it's not, which is great. Where's black women? The black feminist movement, <laughs> right? Where's the black panthers? Where's black queer people mm-hmm. who were central to the civil rights, who saw gay liberation and civil rights as they going hand in hand together, yeah. right? Same thing, when you see the story of Stonewall, Right? Whenever they do Stonewall, whenever they do gay liberation, who's missing? Black people? Yeah, women of color. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Women of color and particularly trans people mm-hmm. who were central to gay liberation. It was trans women of color upon which gay liberation was built. Yeah. Right? So movies always fail to introduce those kind of complicated intersections because that complicates our narrative, right? Okay, we can handle gay liberation, but does gay liberation mean we also have to accept trans people? Yeah. Right? We can accept gay white men getting married. Yeah. Can we accept a black trans woman? That's a different yeah. story, right? Uh, you, you had mentioned that before, where it's all like the avatar for LGBTQ for for a lot of like, is, like is, white is, males, is, right? As a white gay man in a heteronormative relationship. Yeah, which yeah. is in, and then it's like they refuse to acknowledge any of the other. Right. They don't acknowledge this kind of much more. And the same thing, even the the, the with civil rights, right? Civil rights. 
fail to recognize more complicated, I mean, bell hooks, yeah. the, the, the Kimberly Crenshaw, the very notion of intersectionality comes from the idea that when we talk about race, we ignore gender. Yeah, the only... Yeah. the and only when we talk about gender, we ignore race. Well, yeah, the only woman that we talk about in civil rights is Rosa Parks. Right. So when we talk about feminism, it's the same way. We talk about feminism, and we ignore race. Feminism is weirdly race-blind. What happens to the black feminists? Yeah. Right? No, we see it as as white suffragettes. Yeah, you see Clinton yeah. pantsuits. Yeah, we don't talk yeah. bell hooks. Mm-hmm. We don't talk Kimberly Crenshaw. We don't talk about. I mean, the, the, we, I discussed my big issue with the self care language. Right? That's black feminism. Right? Yeah. It completely gets erased. So movies fail in some, and which is frustrating because I understand that there is limitations to the visual component of movies, right? You can do things with words. We can have conversations. Yeah, that's we can true. Write. That's why the books are so right. much more complicated why than the movies so are. But yeah. you would think that you could be able to do it in the movie. Yeah. Because there's a dynamism to movies. But for whatever reason, directors, writers, they're worried about that kind of complexity. Yeah. So they go, okay, we'll have a black female character. But we're not going to talk about black feminism. Do you feel like, though, a lot of it has to do with the fact that because movies require such a lot, a lot more input from a lot more minds, it makes it infinitely more complicated to like... I don't think if it's... I don't think it's the committee component of it. Yeah. I think it's the audience component of it. Oh, okay. What sells and what doesn't. What sells and yeah. what doesn't. I think they, their audience, they go, I know who my audience is. Yeah. Who's going to like this movie? If I introduce a movie that's got a thesis... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one's gonna watch it, right? Yeah. But if I introduce a movie that at the end of it you walk away feeling something mm-hmm. cathartic, yeah, right? that's true. That's one true. of the things about Twelve Years as a Slave is like Twelve Years as a Slave. I remember watching. It's like it knows emotionally where you're at. Yeah, it takes you to that point where you go, if this movie lasts two minutes longer, I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. not gonna be able to take. I'm losing I'm gonna, my emotional I'm sanity. Punch a white man. Uh, yeah, I'm losing my emotion. And you, it's like they, it mirrors his emotional sanity. Mm-hmm. When you see him start to sing the spiritual, you see his spirit br- start to crack. Yeah, is the moment where you're starting to crack. Yep. And it's just at that moment white people show up to save him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That is. Uh, now, that is a historical yeah. truth, right? Yeah. That white people. Part of part of the fact that like uh, that story is that that happened to him. Yeah. It was his white allies in the north that came to save him, right? Yeah. That's true. But why that narrative? There are there's a whole archive of slave narratives we can talk about. Where's the Nat Turner rebellion? Yeah. Where is yeah, that yeah. story? Yeah. Where he goes kill the master in his bed. Yeah. Fuck him. Where is that story? Where he claims to be a prophet and leads a rebellion, one of the most successful rebellions, if it had not been for. You know what's weird? The way that it was it was quelled, right? Mm. So, I was told that story in, that, in elementary school. Rebellion? Yeah, in elementary yeah, school, yeah. right? Nat Turner to us was always considered a bad guy. He's a good guy. But he was vilified. He's an immense. He's the he's the first one that goes. Of course, he's vilified because he did it violently, not non-violently. Yeah. But I'm sorry. In that particular moment, what response do you have other than violence? No, I know, right? So there is no Nat Turner story, right? Yeah. That's that's the point. So the twelve years of a slave is because it has that component of okay, the, this narrative has a self-congratulatory. Yeah. It pats us on the back and. That's the emotional component. They know the audience. Yeah, uh, right? there was. I was reading stuff about that before we started recording, and it's interesting because they talked about the whole the sexual experience in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. that and it never happened, right? According yeah. to the books, but like there was a whole. The whole point of it was to just convey the misery. Yeah. Right, and it's like it, and hopelessness. You want about, yeah, you want to talk about like playing on the emotions, like a moment of like 
a moment of, of coalescence and then all of a sudden realizing that you're still in this yeah. miserable life. You know, and they, just, they they played on those emotions. But as heavy as that movie was, you walked out slightly with some yeah. catharsis. Oh, because he, he got saved. He got right? saved. He yeah. comes back home. And I think that component of it going, okay, we have an audience and we have to sell this to, means that they're cognizant of the stories that they're able to tell, how nuanced those stories can be, how complex those stories can be, and how the movie should end what is the message of the movie yeah, yeah so it's why a nat turner movie is impossible at this current stage i, I personally think it is did they try to do one this there is a there is a smaller movie i think but it never became famous um yeah the, like they can make one but it won't necessarily matthew mcconaughey there's a matthew mcconaughey one but that's been that's a that's a confederate story one where he's like oh, it centers matthew mcconaughey yeah, I forgot what it's called. He's, he's a white Southerner who 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 takes up arms. Yeah, is that the like the, the the country of James or whatever it is? Some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. like well, yeah. I don't know what that's. Anyways, the point is that the Nat Turner story doesn't become an Oscar winner. The Green Book becomes. An yeah. Oscar winner, well, right? you just I, you, I, I mean, blew your mind. Yeah. Twelve Years a Slave is uh, it's it's close to being uh, Free State of Jones. Free State of Jones. That's the one. But yeah, it's the, Matthew McConaughey's the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, is it's, it the Nat Turner Rebellion though? Uh, I don't think it is. Is it? No, it's about a guy who starts his own city, isn't it? It's a guy who starts yeah, his, yeah, own city. his own city. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But there was a, you know, there's. I I realized this too, and then I don't think you saw it really until Jordan Peele kind of brought it with Get Out. Yeah. But it's all like somehow the only way that you can really depict racism for people to actually understand it for what it was was cross burning and Mississippi burning type shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Those are the movies that 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 won. I mean, even even fucking. I mean, you brought up Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Samuel Jackson and Matthew McConaughey's movie. Uh, what the fuck it's called? Um. Where his he shoots the, his daughter. Yeah, they deserve to die. No, that was different. That was a different. What was the fucking name of that movie, man? Uh, he shoots his daughter back in the day. No, he doesn't shoot his daughter. He shoots his daughter's attackers. Yeah, it, in it, court. Yeah, it came out. It's called to, and then Matthew McConaughey becomes his lawyer. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Oh fuck! Uh, what is the name yeah. of that movie? Right, but that, that those movies again, it's the same narrative. Amistad, not Amistad. There's a fucking Amistad. piece of shit. <laughs> a time to kill. A Sorry. time to kill. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Amistad. <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly punched him in his throat when he said that. I've seen, I have not seen more aggression in your eyes. I, I, I could have punched him. In his, right. So like again, that's the same story, right? The cross burnings, racism, the KKK. Yeah. You'll, we can tell those stories. It's not like we shy away from telling KKK stories. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's what the narrative that gets built into it. That's what's the problem. Yeah, yeah. You don't really, uh, you don't see movies where they talk about the systematic issue of like, of judges putting black people into prison more than white people for the same yeah. crimes, right? Or like, you don't, they don't convey that tone, yeah, right? Or it's like uh, the only way that somehow Hollywood feels like it could depict racism is if it's like this. This boogeyman character versus like an There's actual a like, racist, not yeah. a systemic racism, right? Because yeah. if you do that, then you indict the system. You can't indict the system. That's true. The only way you, I think, the only effective ways that we've ever really truly addressed, I think, racism in movies. That's not to say there has been no dramatic. Of course, I mean, Color yeah. Purple. There's a lot of really great movies out there, but I think some of the more effective ones actually ended up being comedies. Get Out being an example of this. He says it's not a comedy, but what does it win for? <laughs> Yeah, comedy. Comics, yeah, which tells you something. Uh, yeah, right. Kind of but was another up. movie that, that that actually comes close to annoying, pointing out that it's all systemic life. Oh, with Eddie oh, Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy yeah. and, and uh, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. One of my favorite movies. It's the of all only time. movie that goes um, that I can think of. And maybe there's other ones, but it's done as a comedy. Yeah. But it, who's corrupting it? 
the sheriff, the jo- everybody. Yeah. That is true. They keep getting screwed by the system. Yeah, the going system back screws prison. them over. And the one time they're about to get out, the motherfucker dies in the toilet. The time they get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like every single time. The the system- system- yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that movie. I put, I put clips of it on sometimes when I'm feeling like, good one. like I need you like eat a- your cornbread. <laughs> Dude, that's a movie that that does that talks about the systemic nature of racism, right? Mm-hmm. But it does it through comedy. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, even stand. I mean, you see it mostly from stand-up comedians too, right? Absolutely. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, these other guys. Yeah. Richard Pryor talked about it. Oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy a little bit. Like these these comedians end up bringing up more like more uh, more shit that's that's more poignant than some of these movies can, yeah. and it doesn't nearly get the acknowledgement that it does because people happen to be laughing at it. Favorite right? R- Richard Pryor joke. He lights a match. He goes, what's this? <laughs> Richard, Richard Pryor Richard. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know he said? yeah, yeah. Like, but he says it like all angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. I can't, I can't tell you more. Watch Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney's oh, yeah, Paul Mooney's a problem. I fucking love The funny Paul thing Mooney. about Paul Mooney yeah. is, again, he doesn't actually, in my opinion, do comedy. He, he just, just talks. talks. He's just observational. Yeah. He points things out. I mean, he's, he's blunt about a lot of that shit. That people too. laugh at. But the yeah. point is, nothing he says is actually funny. Yeah. He's not cracking jokes. Yeah. He's making very poignant observations, right? It is true. And to people just like, oh, that's really funny. He's like, no, that's yeah. really alarming. It's true is what yeah. it is. You have to look up. We, I talked about this before. I can't tell you more. Like the, the complexion for the protection yes. is like the greatest thing yeah. that he coined, right? And he, he also was reintroduced, thanks to Dave Chappelle, to a whole new generation. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a gen, way gener, two generations before us. He was Negro Damas. And he came back as Negro <laughs> Damas. And my God, yeah. did he reintroduce him in the, <laughs> the last samurai with Tom, with Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. The, the last Mexican with... Oh, oh the Mexican with Brad Pitt, with Brad the last Pitt, samurai, and, and he's like the last and on mm-hmm. earth with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. That's the movie that he wanted to make. He's got a good point there, right? Yeah. All right, we're going to end it here. Hopefully, this was an interesting podcast. Let us know. I think we've missed some really good movies out there. And again, that's not to say that only comedies and whatnot can be good when it comes to racism. Quite the opposite. We There are some fantastic ones out there. But I think we're really trying to point out the kind of narrative problems that we see and what becomes famous and what becomes popular and what becomes a success and what doesn't. Let us know what your thoughts are. Are there movies that really stand out for you? Are there secret movies that are really shitty that you like? Like, I'll be honest. I enjoyed Crash the first time I watched it. I did it. too, but I was a kid but once I started to think about it, I went, holy shit. But yeah. the first time I watched it, I liked yeah. it. It, right but that's so the point right? that's the yeah. point yeah let us know what movies you like let us know what your thoughts are and what about the narratives what stories are you absorbing without even realizing are Diz? you a fan of the green book yeah <laughs> Diz why don't you tell them how they can get a hold of us you can get a hold of us at facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy we're on twitter at currently nerdy instagram at currently nerdy youtube youtube.com slash currently nerdy we have a new video that needs to be posted did you post that yet no your the laptop isn't working okay I gotta post it but it will be up it'll be up soon I emailed it to myself alright um and we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes uh, podcast app. If you haven't already given us a five-star rating and review, please do so. It helps the algorithms so more people could yeah. hear our sexy voices and be laugh at our dumbass jokes. Of currently nerdy. Yeah, they could become part of the Currently Nerdy Empire. Right? Mm. Um, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can they get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. 
or at thesandwichslayer.com or sevencrossroads.com. You can catch me on my website at oliolomi.com or on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History, Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Curly Nerdy, thank you for tuning in and remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the currently nerdy empires. Empires.